Today's episode of the Westworld Theorycast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, CuffLinks.com. Head on over to CuffLinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order. No minimum, baby. CuffLinks has everything you need to look good when you step out into the world. The world is opening up. You need to look good. You're going to events. You're going to weddings. You're going to parties. And you know what? You need to head on over to cufflinks.com and accessorize, baby. They got everything you need, and there's always specials. Just check the front page. Go on over to cufflinks.com now. Use code DVR20 and save. Thank you, Cufflinks. Welcome back, everyone, to Before the Dust Settles, the best Westworld after show in the real world. Today we're going to be talking about Westworld Season 4, Episode 4, entitled Generation Loss. We want to start out by thanking everyone for watching and listening, and a very special shout out to all our friends in the live chat today. Please let us know your thoughts and your theories in that chat, and we'll be sure to, we'll be sure to talk about it. And of course, remember to hit that like button and subscribe. Well, though we dearly miss Heidi this week, we do have the awesome fellow co-host, Mr. Justin Thomas of Top Shelf Fandom, and some very excellent excellent guests today. So let's welcome first from the Westworld Theory cast, it's Ando. What's up, Andy? Nothing much. Uh, Just happy to, excited to chat some Westworld with you guys tonight. Yeah, what an episode. And last but certainly not least, today we're joined by my former co-host on Watchmen, and the former co-host of Radio Westworld, we miss it, Mr. Roberto Suarez. Roberto, it's great to have you. Please say hello to everyone. Greetings, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be in the company of such a Westworld connoisseurs. <laughs> ah, baby. <laughs> let's get, well, let's get right into it. You know, our order tonight, Justin likes it. We're going to set an order. I like this idea, too. Is Roberto, Andy, Justin, me. So if any of those person in front of you talks, just go ahead and talk. You know, you don't, we don't have, we can just kind of try to have a convo in that order. Roberto, Andy, Justin, me, but let's start with Roberto. Justin, Andy, and I have had our time to talk on many, many a podcast, but we've not heard from you this season. So I want to back up a little bit and start off first with your impressions of the season so far and then more specifically, how this episode, which pretty much is a game changer, either confirmed or changed your ideas of what's happening. Let's start off there. Yeah, so I was, uh, you know, I was kind of excited about how this season got started because season three kind of lost me a little bit. The story with the whole Reboham machine, and the controlling of people's uh, futures and whatnot as interesting and engaging as it was in some aspects, I found that it got a little, I don't know, the story got a little bit out of hand. And I think beginning this season kind of almost, it was almost like a reset button. It was almost like, okay, we know that all of the stuff we had seen thus far happened in this past that created this current state, but we, we kind of started things off not really knowing where we were. Um, And just from the fact that, you know, we started off with, uh, this character that looks just like Dolores, it's not her, but it ju- looks just like her, having known what we known from, from how season three had ended. Um, I, I really kind of appreciate it almost like this reset of the, of the events and this idea that, okay, when things went to hell at the end of season three, some type of war broke out, uh, and then now we're in the aftermath of that time. Um, And then what I like about this episode in particular today is that it shows us that, you know, we can't even what we have seen thus far can't really be trusted in a way. Everything we're seeing right now is also part of a past, part of a history that we are just kind of coming into terms with. And the reality is where we are right now in the timeline is that like like we saw you know spoilers obviously for folks who haven't watched the episode but the machines have won we are now in the world (laughs) 
we're in the world that I was hoping we would be at the end of season one. I had always said that Westeros should have been like the planet of the apes, but with robots, right? Well, yeah. this is it. This is the planet of the apes. This is the moment. This is, this is the the watching the, the Statue of Liberty in the sand moment was this episode when we realized, oh, my God, we've been on Earth all along. Oh, my God, they have won all along. And all of this was just kind of helping us kind of set up to the events that what that that we are finding ourselves now strictly as an exercise to kind of get us caught up just enough to realize all of that is history and the new reality is however many years in the future and this is now the new fight that we have to fight so i i'm i'm very excited about kind of the way that they built upon yet we're able to kind of reset things moving forward so beautifully said andrew uh well i mean my feelings on the season are pretty close to what roberto was just saying i mean i've talked lots and lots about that already this episode in particular i i still liked it i didn't like it as much as last week i think part of it was because a lot of the things we have talked about over the last couple weeks were proven true or disproven and it was so it wasn't exactly like some i mean to all uh, to us, I don't think it was as mind blowing as it is to I think people that aren't don't sit around and think about this for hours and hours on end. But I I love the fact that we are skipping past the war because I don't really need to see eight billion people get flies crawling into their eyes. We've got the point. I like that we're skipping past all of that and getting to the apocalypse and getting to how it all ends and how how that is. So I I really like I like where this sets up for the rest of the season. This almost felt like it was an end of a season episode. So I like that it's setting up the second half of the season where if I remember that first trailer that we watched, I think everything was in these first four episodes. I don't think we've seen much of anything of what's to come yet. So that has me very excited. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have on screen here, if you guys, uh, part of the panel are not on YouTube, just check YouTube, make sure your volume is turned down because we don't care about the copyright. It's not about that. It's about... Uh, the people watching so we have visuals for everything and we're starting at the beginning like you said with the uh scene of pretty much the end of rea boom so uh it's up there uh go ahead axel well um i mean i agree with what andy and roberto said i was excited by it i really like this episode i thought i had said last week and even the week before I want to know what's going on so I can enjoy the ride. I like the guessing, but when it comes to kind of more the overall arc of things, I like to have a foothold of, of what I can believe in. And that moment you were talking about, Roberto, which really came twice. The first time when, um, when Hale said, you know, it took me one generation to replace. And you're like, okay, we're definitely past this. And then the almost the tower was like the Statue of Liberty, wasn't it? Uh, when they pull back and you see the tower finally in the big shot of everything. And I thought that also a huge moment was when Caleb ran past the Olympiad Entertainment sign and it all clicked together. Because even after Caleb kind of woke up and she said, you know why you're here for. And I stood up and I said, motherfucking fidelity baby and then she said fidelity i was like yeah okay we've come to the point we've all talked about so many times the reverse fidelity the reason she's doing it is not so a human can have immortality it's so a host and a so the host can have what a human had right which is i think the things that dolores talked about which is something to lose right um some value over their life stakes Stakes, yeah um i really love this episode and and what made more sense to me too was i found we i think we all found all the stuff that happened with caleb and mave was a little disjointed and jumpy like the whole season there were little weird things and now we kind of know why because we were actually watching a replay of it You know what I'm saying? Or how many different times? We don't know. She says the 200th whatever version. That's Mm -hmm. kind of maybe, were we watching the original or that one? It doesn't even matter. It just explains why it felt Westworld-y 
the whole time. It's it's the history, but it's also the memory that they're using to calibrate this Caleb, right? So it's 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 both of those things. We have been lo- looking at it narratively, and I think we have speculated up until now that we're dealing with multiple timelines, but now that timeline is also a memory. It's also the information that is being used to calibrate version 200 and some whatever of the yep. Caleb host. Yeah. 278. I did 278. Yeah. 278. There we go. We got some firm answers. Uh, I did want to bring up that I, I really did enjoy this episode. I, I enjoy the themes. I feel we are retreading these themes. And I hate to sound like, I, well, I'm always going to sound like a tick, I guess. But honestly, like, I've gotten these themes since season one. That's why I found it so beautiful. And I just mm. watched a video about how it's all about mental health. It's like, yes, the story's about the human condition. Congratulations on coming to that point uh you know they will hold your hand till it uh but this is about fidelity this is again about blurring the lines between what makes you what we consider to be a sentient being and what makes these hosts different if you come to any conclusion that you know and you can come to whatever conclusion that you want to about the validity of the host sentience or uh you know humanity uh in my opinion you lose your humanity as soon as you start treating these beings with anything less than what you would treat a fellow human with but i respect that you can be a different type of person and i'll just put it like that and treat them still like robots that are programmed mm-hmm. to do this because this whole show again is hammering down that they are the same and they're using sonetics, they're using waves to show us as we will get to in this episode. I thought that was the only development that I found to be worthwhile um, about how they are further blurring these lines between human and host. And I did enjoy it. I don't want to act like I didn't. But like, again, I don't know. Like, am I the only one that feels like we've been here for two seasons now? Like, we've already we've been here. I, can, if, I see what you're saying. But I yeah. think the other thing to remember is Westworld's always been about loops. And we're seeing the loops again. And I mean, that's I th- some of that is intentional. I think what you're annoyed with, because I, I totally get it because you're not wrong. But yeah. I think that is a, another key part of it is that it, we're and kind of showing how they're alike and how hosts are like humans. I think a lot of that is just showing those loops over and over again. Good point. It is. And I think we're entering yeah. a phase in which, you know, so humanity created the hosts and basically abused them for their own personal pleasure. The hosts have responded back. And now, now they control the world and they get to treat humans in the same way or even worse, right? But yet within these groups, there are those that are realizing one group dominating over the other is never going to get us to true peace. And I think what we're starting to see now is the humans, you know, allying themselves with the hosts that do believe in some type of harmony, like the Bernards of the world. And I would argue the Teddies um, and the Hales, who are the ones who want to perpetuate dominance, you know, the idea of dominance. It's not unlike what we have seen, for example, if you remember the old Planet of the Apes movies by the last one, which was, you know, the story had been kind of worn out and the, the budgets were pretty low. But by the last Planet of the Apes movie, we see that apes and humans are once again living in harmony. Or if you look at the latest Matrix Resurrections, which wasn't that good, but they showed us how there were groups within these battling uh, entities that had learned to live harmoniously, you know, machines and humans. And I think that's what we're starting to see here, that within the ranks of hosts and humans, there are those who believe that we can achieve peace without having it be one group overpowering the other. And so that's kind of the outcome that this is building towards now. I, re- I really like that, Roberto. And I want to say hi to everybody in the chat. I want to say what's up to James. I want to say what's up to South London Resailer. Uh, we've got uh, Geek Chat One, good friend in the in Westworld Theorycast. That's you guys. Uh, a Hugh Pack meal and fill up all in there. And uh, one of the, I want to get to these questions. And mm-hmm. uh, the one thing I did want to bring up is I think that so we did establish. Let's just get this off right now. So we've established that Bernard's timeline is happening in the future. Which okay. has just be, was just just become our present. Yes. Yeah. We, okay. we, everything now moved to that 23 years later. Yep. Yes. And we've established that Frankie's Caleb's daughter. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. we're all, all in agreement, right? Yep. I'm just making sure across the board. Frankie and C are the same person. There we go. Let's do the ABCs. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. But I just want to make sure we're all on the same uh, level here. And so now we've also established that we've seen the battle and we're past it, which I agree with you guys on that front of like, I, we don't need to see that. I think that season, I'm um, Roberto, if you've ever watched anything on this before, 110% on, I did not care for season three. And we don't need a rehashing of that, but I did like to see the final uh, destruction of Red Boom at the beginning, which we have on the screen mm-hmm. right here. I think there was a symbolic meaning to this as well, is how they didn't destroy. Now, Rehoboam inherently looks like a pearl for a reason, obviously, because it's like mm-hmm. a metaphor. But notice if you see on the screen right here that they, they take down the, uh, you know, the harnesses for it, what holds it up, the structure mm-hmm. which holds up Rehoboam <laughs> to crash it down. So I think that there's a symbolic. So they're so smart in that way. I just do feel a little bit like, man, we've been here. I get it. Uh, you know, and I'm not even that smart. So it's like I, I have to think that other people get this as well that we're rehashing but i i don't know some of the top uh explainers don't seem to but uh so we see that happening strange way uh, the only thing that i want to be clear about is maybe i'm ignorant and this is where i'll show it uh christine's timeline right do we have answers we still well, have no answers, right? I, I have think, a theory, but I, I've been talking too much, so I wanted to give a chance to folks to talk, but I'm happy I'm to I'm going to hand it back thoughts. to Axel uh, for the cucumber here uh, with our code word. Oh, but, cucumber. Yeah, let's okay, go to that's that. your exactly. safe word, Justin. We'll start with you, in. Roberto. I mean, no, Don't not, fear I'm, it, but then we'll not. rotate Don't. as Axel uh, determines. <laughs> um, Christine, I feel I, nothing we've got to clarify other than the callbacks like we see in the chat, which I love people. I fucking love, to be clear. To answer your question... I oh, think did, did Axel freeze up on us? Should I should I oh, jump in with my ahead. yeah go ahead with my theory. theory? So my theory is that Chris the reality Christine I believe is software. I don't think Christine lives in any physical realm. I believe Christine is being created, being forged by Teddy and the other entities in the forge that want to reach some kind of peace between humans and hosts. To be one of the weapons. So so whereas Maeve is one of our host allies and a weapon in the real world, Christine is whatever they've been able to put together that's left over from Dolores being being forged in the forge by people like Teddy to be able to rewrite that kind of stories, right? Maybe she, maybe she's somehow, somehow being set up as this storyteller to kind of rewrite the story. Maybe she can rewrite the hosts or something like that. So I think what we're seeing that even the world of the, uh, of that futuristic New York and even her offices in Olympia headquarters or whatever, that is some kind of simulation. That is not the same building that we saw at the end of this episode. And that's where Teddy and their allies who want to, achieve some level of peace and help humanity and hosts whatever you know move forward together are 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 setting things up in motion for them and at some point that peace is going to merge with the real world uh but what I, th- I think everything that we've seen in christine is being it's being run in some secret hard drive somewhere and i wouldn't be surprised if it has something to do with the hard drive that was being run out of the dam at the beginning of the first episode that that what's his name the man in black is trying to access and get into they know that there's something happening in there being planned by the entities in the forge that are you know the hosts that want the benevolent hosts if you will and they're trying to get to that and so i think that's what we're seeing there excellent excellent andrew what do you think we're seeing with christine well, I th- as far as the timeline, I think it's either happening at the same time as Bernard or a little bit in the near future for Bernard. She might be in the farthest timeline along and Bernard is still going in there. I mean, I've I've talked about some of this on the podcast, Axel and I did last week, but I still think what I was saying then is still kind of holding true. I think she is in a park of some kind. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that park is what we, I think that's, I think that's where Caleb is now too. When Caleb runs out under the street, mm-hmm. he runs okay. by Olympia Entertainment. It looks a lot like where we've seen Christine at. That's also think. So. I think when they zoom out too, you see the water. I think they're on top of Hoover Dam or behind Hoover Dam. Hmm. I think Axel's dream of the dam blowing this season is going to happen. Yeah, it's. I think it's for sure. So I think, 
I say, I, th- I think it's either at the same time or it's or it's close to that same timeline. And Bernard is, I think Teddy may have been planted there by Bernard because Teddy has had, mm-hmm. ac- or Bernard has had access to Teddy in the Sublime at yeah. the last time we saw him. So I think that that's why I think the Christina timeline might be a slightly ahead of where we see Bernard right now. So there might still be a differing timeline, but that's kind of what I, without going too deep into my rabbit hole, that's kind of where I'm seeing things right now. I I really like everything you just said, because everything story-wise syncs up with what you just said. You Mm. just said, because he does seem to know what's going on with Caleb, right? He does seem to know what's going on with Maeve, and we'll get to that in a moment. Um, But he, the Christine seems to still be abstract, right? Mm -hmm. But he does have access to Teddy, and Teddy is going through the same narrative loops. My original theory, which I love in sentiment, but I've thrown away because I, I don't, I'm not so vain that I have to keep every theory I have or the few that I actually do come up with uh, close to heart. But I really thought it'd be great to have this be the woman that it, that actually uh, influenced or um, inspired was Dolores was inspired by. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like uh, yep. the the original carnation of um, uh, of Dolores. So mm-hmm. I uh, I was holding well, on to that, but I don't think that to be the fact. So I still think that that is. It makes more sense for this to be in a park slash simulation, whatever you want to call it. I agree with you guys on that one. Um, and Teddy, to, but I love what you said, Andy, about Teddy being a plant. Well, right? and I, I think part of it, too, is I think that Bernard knows Bernard knows what I think I should say that Christina is some form of Dolores. I just don't think we quite know what that is. And Bernard knows that she's there, I think. I think Bernard is going to try and use her to destroy the park, just like she destroyed Westworld in season one. That's why he's trying to get, now he's somehow going to get Maeve in there. I think, um, ah, shoot, I lost the other thing I was going to say about that, but um, ah, it'll come back to me, but yeah. Well, I, I think, let, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, may I, may I go ahead, in? go ahead, somebody else. Well, I just wanted um, to go to Corey really quick and make sure Axel's okay. Oh, yeah, can you hear me? Um, Corey Sinner says, I think that she is being set up by Shaloris. Uh, to get the key to the sublime, meaning I, I think, Corey, correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, that you think that sh- uh, Dolores or Christine, as we know her, is uh, being, you know, put in there in. That she's it, being manipulated. Yeah, she's being not, manipulated. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. What do you guys think about that? And and again, Corey, please, if I'm misinterpreting what you, it's Westworld. So who the fuck mm-hmm. knows? But I think I'm interpreting you right here. Go ahead, Roberto. Yeah, I was just going to say that's a possibility. I, I'm seeing it more as Teddy almost being the Morpheus of mm-hmm. of this story, that he is there to help Christine kind of come into her own and realize that her role, that she has a role to play yeah. here. But for some reason, it's not something that they can just reveal or that they can just, she needs to come to that realization. And so he's, whether he's been planted by somebody or whether he is the actual Teddy essence that got sent to the sublime and now he's coming to kind of, you know, draw her out that that is still fuzzy. But I think that that's what I'm understanding it to be here. Yeah, yeah, because it would be too far of a stretch for me narratively, even for Westworld to believe. And we have it on screen right now, you know, about him, uh, you know, with his everything's repeating like loop. I understand that, you know, like our behavior is uh you know in a cyclic matter and stuff mm-hmm. like that but uh you know like this is him like he's very clearly and very overtly talking about being like just trying to act chivalrous yeah. and stuff like that i mean i just think it's too he's teddy he's teddy after enlightenment he, he's teddy yeah. who can now step away and realize what what he has been up until that point can you yeah, guys hear past me the now? point of my theory of like oh this is justin inspiration for the original dolores there's just mm-hmm. too much in sync there right fellas oh can anybody hear me? Yeah, yes. he's oh, back. Okay. All, right. all right. We got him back online. Bring yourself back um, online. Lose all emotion. <laughs> I love what all of you are saying. I agree he with... He did it. He lost all emotion. He's agreeing. I, I agree with a lot of it. Um, I think that... one of The good question that Corey asks is, do you think that this is still somehow... Is, is Dolores, Christina there for Chaloris to steal that sublime information from her still. I'm more along the lines of what Andy is talking about, where I think it might be kind of like a Tron type thing where they like inject and like the matrix where they like injected her into the world. And maybe Chaloris doesn't even know there's so many people in that world. We're seeing her 
right? And it seems really important to us, but she doesn't even know. And in the same respect, they've been able to control her boss and her roommate. Yeah, Maybe her roommate her is definitely boss, a plant. Definitely I, the roommate. I will knife anybody that comes Come against on, me on What's that. up with this story about I was up with my family and we all got flies in our face yeah, and then the fly yeah, attacked mm, me. That was... She keeps on giving her breadcrumbs to this world. She gave her the address to the New Hope uh, Mental Hospital, right? Like, I definitely think that Bernard and Maeve are infecting this world that she is in the same place we saw Caleb and they are infecting this world to basically build the army but also possibly we also had another mention of Wyatt again that's two episodes in a row maybe get Wyatt to wake up because that's what they really need they don't need Dolores maybe maybe what they need is Wyatt and they're trying to kind of, if they can mm. do the right thing, they can get her to start a resistance and take over this whole park world. But I have a question for for everyone. Why is Chaloris, why do you think she's doing this? Why even make another Caleb? Why try to perfect this? Why not just let there be a world of hosts and kill all the humans? Because they're still a part of Dolores. That that's where the 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 story of the human condition comes in. There is no good in any good story, any long form storytelling that we have these days. You have your Walter Whites, your Thomas Shelby per se, right? Your anti heroes. Dolores is Dolores, all right. That was separated as soon as she had a different interaction. So we still have a bit of that wanderlust Dolores that we had in the park. You can't deny that how many robertos can i get if i send a roberto to new jersey the worst one uh then uh detroit a little bit better and then california you know blah 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 you you sent people on different paths and you see if you could clone people which directions they go in so she's she's not she's not in this terminator mindset in my opinion the show's okay. if they're achieving it or not is up to question because i am obviously annoyed with the show a little bit on how intellectual it is and how deep it is, but I, I will still sit here and say that they're deeper than that. They're deeper than everybody needs to die. It's more of a control through our system, which is barely better, right? Like Rehoboam was garbage. Let's have Sherloris. All right, go ahead. And then the other piece that I was thinking too is maybe it has something to do with with Frankie. You know, maybe this is part of a of, of a strategy to try to get back to try to fight the resistance right they might know that caleb's daughter oh, is one of the okay. people out there uh you know leading this resistance moves movement so if oh, we God. you know this might be a, a way to to trick her or to you know ha have a ha take get an advantage on them if all of a sudden she's looking for her father she doesn't know if he's dead or alive this might be a way to to play into that uh, lastly i i also think hale is just driven by power and and she's She's hungry, you know, she's never going to be satisfied until she is fully, uh, uh, she, she, it's part of her kind of revenge plan. And so, so making. So let me ask you, Roberto, straight yeah. up, do you believe, and you can go against me on this, do you yeah. believe that she is just dead set on getting rid of humans? I think she's dead set on controlling humans. Okay, but she does, I, don't, I don't think she wants to get rid of them. I think okay. she wants to, I think she wants to stand above them and control them. The way, you know, it's basically the way that that the hosts were controlled and she's it's like this this is my revenge against humanity got you i'm trying Andrew. to work it out though guys because if it took her a generation to fly like all the kids right because it was hard for the adults so then maybe there was like a kid uprising they she had to kind of are there it's 23 years later so there's still got to be some adults around right we know that the other resistance people are searching for Brett's outliers because that's mm -hmm. what I'm calling from now on because Brett remembered the outliers. I love it. But it's still I'm just still trying to work out kind of what the plant, why this city is here. Like what's the what's the that's the one thing. Well, I what are they probing for? Yeah. Right. What are they probing for? What's going I think on? I've I cannot remember the episode, but it was earlier this season where Hale said something about she's creating something new. 
And I still think that's what she's trying to do here. I think when she lost her daughter at the end of last season, I think that made her, she, she realized or Hale's daughter that died. She realized that she wants a family. She wants a kid. They know that with robots, they can't really have traditional child and death and all that. I think she's trying to create some way for the robots to melt or the ghosts to meld with the humans. And that's why she's doing all these experiments because she wants mortality and she wants somehow to be able to have, have a family and have a real, and she knows everything else is just a simulation. That's the only thing I can think of Okay, that halfway makes sense as to why, besides her being just a vindictive bitch, I can't see a, a reason why, another reason why in my head, why it would make sense. I think this is good. Cause like, it's like Justin said too, she is Dolores and okay. that, that idea is stuff we've heard from Dolores before these ideas of what is valuable in a host and what is valuable in a human. And at different times she's thought each one was valuable and she's also thought one was deserving of extinction. So I think that's interesting, Andy. That's kind of, I liked, I just, I guess I would have liked this. It could have behooved her to say it. She had to play lame the whole time because we were going well, through the fidelity test. She's also she's also still part Dolores, and we always we never know Dolores' full plan ever. Yeah, so Dolores is just as much Wyatt too. It's yeah. I'm trying yeah. to always impress this, or exactly. you know, press this on people, and it seems to just fall short. I don't know why that 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 why it was Dolores. I, I had to mm-hmm. press this yeah. point so much from season one, season two, and then further on with this. And I hate to be that guy, but. I am going to be that guy because you have to realize that these motivations string. Just please try to connect season one, Dolores's, you know, Dolores to this Shalores. And then uh, don't dismiss what's happened in between. That's the point. But like, don't act like this is just somebody completely different. You yeah, know what I mean? No, like, yeah. Just it's please an remember that that is a point. Whether you're doing it correctly or the best to their ability, which I would argue they're not, um, you know. That, that's another discussion, but, you know, we have a Dolores here that is, that's still the Dolores that you were introduced to. It's just changed a bunch because of nature versus nurture, a very base human condition. That's all. When you think about it, too, you know, the 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 world that they're trying to establish is, is one in which hosts have dominance. So hosts would not create other hosts to then have them work for them to be enslaved or to be, That's you know, the point. ones doing the, yeah. the, the, all, all the hard work, all the hard labor. So the hosts place themselves at the top of the food chain and yeah. humanity is now around to serve them. There again, another matrix analogy. We need the batteries, right? Humans. <laughs> we need this, yep. the humans still around because we need the batteries. So, you know, we need them. They're going to be doing the crap work. They're going to be doing, you know, they're going to be at our mercy, pr- producing our cities, working our, you know, like being construction workers, doing all the hard jobs. And the hosts are the ones who control them and get to, you know, reap the benefits of their perfect society. Yeah, because you're yeah, right. In um, a sense, ahead, regardless, the one thing I guess, like Justin said, we do have to bring it back. They are still in human form right like it's not they are even though they are quote unquote ai they're robots they're hosts they didn't come up with a new different form that's better than a human like they didn't add extra arms it seems it doesn't seem do right so they still have that same base thing of being the next evolution of a human Mm -hmm. human is still part of their past and I think that's, I hope, I think we're having a good discussion about this. And I think mm-hmm. for the benefit of the subterfuge in the show, they couldn't, uh, of course, explain all this. But I do look forward to them. I like it when Ford, for instance, went on a soliloquy of this nature. Or Yes, I'd yes, like, thank yes, you. Thank I'd you. like to see them in the next episodes, now that we have this reveal, I would like to see her speak like that or... Um, you know, whether it's Bernard explained why he thinks she's doing what she's doing, because I yeah. think that that is I think we're on to something here. You know, I, ex- I I like what we're all talking about here and it works with the show and they're showing us that. But I would like to see a little I, I hope that they get into it because they have yeah. in the past. Yeah. If, if you're going to use these, if you're going to rinse and repeat in which was some of the verbiage used 
actually in this episode and have it on um these themes which i'm a big proponent of you know and i hate to be petty but i'm gonna be petty you know i've been right about this about this whole thing about it's not about the technology people it really isn't it's always about the just the human condition it really is you know and people keep overlooking that now they're coming to it so i get that you know okay i'm in my 30s maybe if you're in your 20s and you're watching this and you haven't had a philosophy course or anything like that that you need to get to this point right now so i love what axel's saying because i'd really like a reiteration of what ford said for some people to, to, to have them feel more of a connection i'm just talking about in a thematic sense because this really is not ground that we have not treaded through before guys none of this is Nothing that happened this episode is ground that we have not treaded through before in this series. I think I what's agree, interesting but I don't, about but this, I agree, this but I think this, I like the reverse season, though. which is surpassing season three oh. rapidly, yeah. and uh, it should. Season three was no good, in my opinion. But uh, is the fact that we are messing with the timelines and we still don't know what's going on with these new models. So it's how do because again, there's nothing above the human because the hosts are built in the image of humans, right? So now they're building off of the image of humans, blah, blah, blah. They're trying to be superior. So there's this like philosophical question of, okay, how can they really be superior if they're just trying to mimic and everything like that? Right. So maybe, so maybe that's the grand question. It's like, yeah. are there hosts who are able to see past that and truly become the next stage of evolution? Right. I mean, this is like Ford talked th about. Th exactly. This is, yeah. this is something that has been, you know, not just has it been a theme of this show, but you think back to Blade Runner or you think back to the Battlestar Galactica reboot. These were those same themes, you know, the humans created us and then we perfected ourselves into the next stage. And so what we're seeing here is maybe that wrestling between those who stick to, you know, maybe maybe they resist to what that next phase of evolution will be by trying to be like their masters, as opposed to those like maybe Teddy and... Uh, and uh, Bernard, who are like, no, we need to move forward. We need to, you know, we're we're meant to evolve uh, the species forward. Perfect, perfect. So let's move on to this, guys. Um, okay, so Caleb is dead, right? <laughs> Indeed, he is. <laughs> you took a few. Let's bullets. go. That, I mean, that's that, that's a hell of a point off right there. I'm gonna I'm gonna shut the fuck up and I'm gonna say Caleb is dead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just funny because I was so I was so scared for him at the end of the last episode when I was like, oh, my God, they got a, a fly in him. And now that doesn't even matter. He's a he's a full on host now. You know, he's just been uh, completely uh, usurped. And so, yeah, the idea that his story in a way we have been learning about his story up until this point, but also what we've been in a way witnessing is the the calibration that's taking place what's going on in the process of him getting to this point right now 23 year, 23 years in the future right so this is uh this is both we've been able to kind of go partly through the journey of what happened to Caleb but also come to the realization all along that what we're seeing is done and in the past that his destiny was always to die and now just be a host that can be manipulated by uh, by hail and to be clear that, that there is a time stamp here you people uh that he dies for the taking of rea bone everything you saw in season three is k is caleb okay that you can't make any i will challenge you to make any scruples against that um but he is dead now and everything we see he is a host this is this uh andrew what's the number for the fidelity uh, okay. 278 278 278 there we go bam you can do that as much as you want don't you dare tell me You're, that what we saw in season three is any different that's he all he, he did, but he didn't die at rabome he died at the at the at the at the, at yeah. the park the in the construction yeah. site yeah. after rabome sorry yeah thank you even further along but i do so i, I do want to say <laughs> i thought that that was really interesting that that was a whole red herring right and when she yeah. even when she was like I can access your limbics. And then I was like, is she sending nanobots through the limbics now? Is he a host that what way? What does limbics what? mean? Can I be the, let me just ask you. Well, they did In, talk in about season it three, remember, they, yeah. they had the yeah. thing where you could install a little device under your palette and it could it provide like pleasure. Yeah. It could provide, uh, okay. you know, ways yeah. to kind of alter your mind. 
So I thought that that was cool that they were really taking us down that road all the way, right? Like mm-hmm. he's a host, but then they, he was a host the whole time. So it's like, well, said, let's, let's they, hold back on the whole I time. Know it was, hold a, back but I'm that. saying we were seeing in the past. So I thought it was kind of a funny play on those who thought that they always like to make a little wink and a nod towards you in the writing and everything. And that was just like in a lot of what Teddy said. We can clarify though, that, Everything we saw in season three is alive. Caleb, yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Sure. No. Well, and everything we yeah. saw up until the point where he was shot, when he the, was holding Dolores in the yeah. in the in the place there. I mean, Dolores starts telling him, "Do you remember now? This is the moment you died." Yeah. So okay. that so that up until that's that's his mo- moment of death is when he gets oh, yeah. gunned down by those Delos guards coming in. All right, I just didn't want all those people coming back and being like, "Yes, yeah, see, it was all simulation." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was my only fear. Yeah, yeah. It's vanity. They just they just yeah. overlapped the fact that we had been following the story chronologically with that now being a memory of the host that she's created. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so again, a blurred line between what makes you you and because he doesn't know. No. So if you're still analyzing the story in a sense of. This is about, um, you know, human behavior or uh, mental stability or any of these senses. And and you don't see that at least the show is presenting you that these things are the same. You know, the hosts and the humans, they're on equal levels when it yeah. comes to that. I, I don't know what else to tell you other than read a book. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, it really gets to me. You know what I mean? Like, it really does get to be because they're just hammering. It doesn't mean they're right, but it's the point of the story that they're trying to blur this line so very overtly and uh we do see it here and where we're still wondering and when we're still saying guess who is with you know christine and this other timeline so uh i guess axel go ahead cucumber code word take it on to the next point but uh yeah i i, I did like well, that episode i don't mean to sound so okay. disappointed but let's it is talk about christine then. i will, I will um, rant a little I, bit about it all right because it's just it's frustrating it's like the same themes that we're just stomping over to a point where somebody's like, "This is about the human condition." It's like, well, let's not every talk story about it anymore. Is about the let's keep the show moving. Condition. It All is. Right. Let's keep the show moving. Then we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> good. Um, we're good. We're good. I don't even know who these people are. Um, Everyone, but they're all they're out there, and they have an opinion about Westworld. Um, mm. Let's talk a little bit about a little bit more about the Christine stuff, the Teddy stuff. Um, did anyone else have anything to add? Because we talked a little bit about her uh, her uh, roommate and what's going on mm-hmm. there. But I don't know if we heard fully. I think, Andy, you were saying something, but I don't know if I heard you fully. Of what Do you do? You, do you think that they're, they, they've all been injected in there, Teddy, by yeah, Bernard and all that? that or what when I blanked it? out before when I was talking about some of that and I couldn't, <laughs> I tripped on my own thoughts. It's okay. One of the things I was going to say is that part of the reason I think more now that it's a, a park instead of the simulation is because of the reference to the flies. And the room, that's really the first time we've actually had something tied into the other Caleb storyline. And the, the roommate having the dream, supposed dreams about the flies makes me think that it is a, a park full of humans. That the, that Dolores or Hale has bought fly, given the flyers to, and that that was basically all I was going to say. There is, I, th- I think we're going to find out a lot more about that, obviously. But I'm under the assumption now that that's where the, all the rest of the human, or besides C and her band of freedom fighters, I think that's where the majority of humans that are left are Exist, in that yeah. part. And we have it on screen right now, just to um, back up what Andy's saying here. If this isn't Brave New World from the Peacock Network, which you might not remember for good reason. Uh, but Brave New World is a heavy influence uh, in a philosophical sense of this story. And if this is not a Brave New World, uh, everything yeah, from no, cinematography, definitely. from sentiment, I don't know what is. If you yeah. guys can see on screen, when we actually see Caleb being shown the park from Hale, this is a Brave New World, 110% right here. So I do I do agree that there's outliers. They're almost like the Mad Max version of this world that we're getting right mm-hmm. the road warriors uh aspect and then we have this like brave new world well this, i have a question uh, for you then do you think that all the people that were at the diner do you think that the diner people are hosts flied people or do you think there are outskirts of free still free humans that that there's little bands out like matrix style right like what do you all think about that 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point, Axel. It's possible. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah. that the that the, the the areas that we're seeing that are kind of des- desert, maybe those are like you know outliers of this yeah. of this. You know, so so Dolores's world maybe is fairly concentrated, where she has kind of taken control of humans, and where hosts, you know coexist with humans but they have the humans in total control and then there are these pockets of humanity among which we find c and the other resistance fighters and the people in the diner and that kind of stuff so so that's very yeah i think you're you've got you're definitely onto something there with that i think and to yeah. add to what was being said about the fly people you know as i'm thinking more about this so so if the hosts are coexisting with servants which are humans with the flies it's very possible that you know what we're seeing uh, uh dolores writes stories that get uploaded into flight people right so whenever she she you know she the narrative that, that's why we had that guy telling her you're stop controlling me stop writing my story and then the guy went ahead and killed her, himself maybe that's some cruel macabre way in which hale is both you know using dolores and at the same time playing these games where she gets to just you know write these narratives and humans that are affected by the virus are manipulated by the stories that her hosts are writing. I agree. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, I love that, man. I, I think that's great. I, I think, you know, that's what makes me even think that may, maybe we are the the idea I don't know. Maybe she does does know that she's there in some way, you know, because to have that kind of control to be that far up the system or have they been able to inject her like Matrix like into that Bernard and all them. But it still begs the question, which we didn't get to before, which is does the data matter anymore? Does the um do they have the ticket to the sublime? I would think the answer is no. And is, but have they been able to replicate it enough to get to do these fidelity tests? Okay, right. So this, this is what I'll say about that. I think that that's a very potent point there. Um, what we have with Bernard is him choosing to live, you know, in the real world rather than taking the virtual heaven per se. That's a, you know, metaphor for heaven in this story is for him to take it where the stakes, you know, he's got skin in the game. Uh, Man in Black says that you're not really winning unless somebody else loses. So he chooses to go back to the real world. Uh, So it's a question of existence. What makes your existence have meaning? And it seems to be stakes, right? It seems to be stakes. It seems to be something's on the line. So it's, I don't think, I think that that's a very, it's, kind of abstract right axel because what you just asked is are we looking to get the sublime i think that they could right but they turn it down because they want something more than that no, so it's a theological no, I mean, and a philosophical does, does question does have the did she access the data that was at the hoover dam ever who Chaloris, yeah hail did she ever access the data i think that what she's looking to access right now is exactly um what she's looking to access, obviously, is not Mabe because they left her buried, right? And Mabe seems to be a key. So I don't have an answer for that whatsoever other than she wants to create something that exists in the now and exists in that world. So her looking to the sublime for answers, Axel, doesn't make a lot of sense Yeah, but it's me. not so just the sublime. It's the, day, it's the Delos Immortality Project data. And she yeah, is I get trying it. to achieve fidelity with Caleb and possibly with many other people in that city. The park is just like the other park. It's a ruse for yeah. her experiments. But that's it still, is. Qu- is it is that data important? Roberto, you seem to have something to say. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point, you know? I, Nobody not... ever successfully did that, though, to be clear. Right. But no, I mean, they obviously it. won it because we saw that at the beginning of, of the first episode. Now, we, we also only saw the, now that we saw the man in black, um, be the one, but he was there under Hale's orders, right? I mean, he wasn't acting independently from her. And he even yeah, said, so uh, there's still, there's, like, that's a robot if you want one. Of yeah, these yeah. That's a robot. Yeah. There's still, 
there's still some reason why they're going after that information, why they need to have the sublime. Um, I'm not clear yet on what that is, because uh, unless that maybe what they want is to be able to live in the sublime, because that is true immortality, right? Maybe for them, you know, because they're still in the physical world, they're still subject to, you know, potentially being destroyed as long as they exist physically. So the idea is maybe these are the hosts, maybe what they want to do is replicate or take over the sublime as the ultimate expression of eternal life. Yeah, but if they're able to create the part in which they've created, they have the technology. That's too. what so I agree. Yeah, to that that's what like I, my, yeah. like the, the argument would be. Do they see the sublime as something like that is better? Uh, which I don't think they do. I think it's very clear that like they see that as like a, a submission. They see or, that as a maybe like, it's something to destroy. It could be. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't. It's just like why didn't? Because we see May being dug up, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and, and and if there is a maybe they know that there are there are entities in the sublime that are hosts or former hosts they're just software now but they they are against them you know if teddy if people like teddy if people like uh um the the native american uh akachetta no no it's akachetta no if akachetta and 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 uh teddy exist and they know. I mean, they're, they're they're fighting the front in the physical world with uh, with the rebels, and maybe they're fighting the front in the digital world with Teddy and company, right? So maybe that's part of the thing is that they have to, oh, in order like to, to to be able to have total control, they can't just deal with what's happening in the real world. They have to deal with the threats coming from the sublime, which we've seen. Don't see. Uh, I mean, that's always been the this allegory of the cave. Again, I always bring it up and it seems redundant. And that's my argument is the series is getting a little bit redundant in the sense of what do you want to see the shadows of the flame? Or do you want to see what's in the sunlight? Right? Like, so like, I kind of I'm mixed with that. It's like, do they really need it? But you're right about like, we have to look at the agents, what you're saying is the agents they've sent in. Is is Teddy an agent? I believe he could be right? Guys, like he he might be an agent that 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 Charloris has sent in uh, is uh, Aki Chetta, you know, talking to Bernard is that we I guess like in a storytelling sense, I had to believe that's pure, meaning there was no manipulation to the extent Westworld can get of that being a pure because he poses a pure question. He pretty much gives Bernard the question of free will it, when we see that conversation. I mean, disagree with me if you want, but he gives him you could stay here and be fine, bro, or you can go there and fight. And Bernard there, there's, chooses, yeah. There's a there's an alliance being forged between the the, the sublime hosts and the resist the real humans and the resistance that are with Bernard. Bernard so is are, using that as a model. And in a way, Bernard is kind of the bridge between those two things. Yes. Bernard bridges the the sublime hosts and the real fighters in the real world. And those are the threats that are and don't forget uh, there's a lot uh, of warriors in, in the sublime. You know, Th- that that's the threat that yeah. that uh, Hale has to deal with. I really like the idea of that that Hale wants to destroy it because she knows there's th- sympathizers there and there's she knows that those are people that don't like what she's doing. I like the re- I like the reason that they, she wants it is to destroy it. I really I hadn't thought of that idea before. I really like that. But we also have to remember the reason and you know how Akichetta originally expl- explains a way through his um, uh, theology of what's happening when he realizes the one he loved dies it's this native american tale of going to the afterworld right so like this is very prominent in the story that we're still telling that akichetta is offering this bernard this life after death this you know like existence and then bernard is choosing to step back into the realm and avenge mm-hmm. his people so this well, this story thread is very prominent you know that this maze it's also a very, you know, a biblical story, right? Like Akechera yeah. is telling him, you can forget these people, forget this fight, come and create your own world in the sublime with us, or you can choose to save them, right? Yes. It's, it's that very kind of, you know, the, 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 the God that empathizes with humanity and decides to go and help humanity. Wait, I yeah. just thought of something, guys. Hold on one second, okay? Maybe I answered my own question because Bernard just woke up out of the sublime. 
So she didn't destroy it in that intervening 23 years, right? No. So either she can't get to it or she got to it. They have the data and she actually wants to keep it. Maybe she wants those people because she believes it's full of her own people or something. I, I want to say know. that they know that whatever I think they had said something when, when he was there at the Hoover Dam, if I remember correctly, they said something along the lines of we we know what we need is in here, but we don't know how to access it. They did. And so he I, also yeah, said he also said we don't want it touched or disturbed. Right. At all. Right. Like we need so to, that. Yeah. And, and the reason for that, we don't know yet. Maybe there is valuable information that they still need from yeah. that. I think but that there at is. the same time, they have like uh, like uh, uh, Andy was saying, they recognize there are sympathizers in there with humanity that we have to be careful of. It's it's kind of a catch 22. We need to dis- we need to keep it for what we need from that. But at the same time, there's a threat that's also existing in there. Also, guys, let's just put it into play here. We still have a scenario in which uh, we have a Christine, you know, that we don't know what or who is manipulating that situation. We can all pretty much agree that that's some sort of a park or simulation. So there is a difference between a child that can name you every star in the system, right? And this is a well-spoken fool theory, you know, uh, of somebody that can remember things and know things, know that the answer to this algebra, uh, you know, problem is, is, is this X, but how they came to it is not disclosed to them, meaning they understand the answer, but they don't know how to get there. So I, it makes sense. Do you follow my logic here that they're trying to figure out how to get to the answers of the sublime? And, and Bernard is doing the same thing. So they're trying to figure out how to get to this situation. They, they know that there's an answer there. But, you know, knowing that, like, there's happiness in, at one point and creating happiness at that point are, are diverged. They're far, far diverged. There's a, there's a big, you know, there's a great amount of distance between them. I, so, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying, but I'm, I'm, more, I'm less, I don't. I less so think that they would want to use the sublime or something, because I think if Hale can make this city, she can make another sublime, right? She can create another computer program, perhaps that people live. I, I, for me, not unless she doesn't have the, uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins's knowledge, right? I mean, well, maybe there's something that is beyond her knowledge that is that's, tr- that locked yeah. in there. You, I don't think we can assume she can auto- automatically make that tech again. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I was wrong, and I'll take it to another way. Okay, I'll try another way. You're right about. Probably that, end okay? up being Let's right. try a different you route anyways. to yeah. my. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you probably actually end up being right. I think... Westworld, but screw you, anyways, Axel. We got you on this All one. Right. Uh, no, right. no, I get what I, you're saying though. What, that that what, that no, it what I'm seems trying readily to say accessible, is... but knowing something exists and understanding no, no, hold how on, it exists, me... how are stars made? You know, like I'm a dick, so I don't have kids. So like when a guy's like that's okay. this hey, Justin, like let me, consolation, let me just like, hey, say asshole. what I was gonna say. How, how are stars made? What I'm and then trying... they, oh no, I'm like, haha, stupid kid, you don't understand. And then I walk away, they're wow, what a dick. You know, like that's how I am. That that's my personality. So, you know, take from that what it is. But I think that it does stand true that know something exists and then understand how to create it are two different things. Okay, what I was trying to say is the Delos Immortality Project data is a part of the sublime. We know this. It was already mentioned, too, earlier this season. We saw her performing a fidelity test. That is what that data is about. If they still don't have that data, and they're at iteration 238 or whatever it is, right? And they still have not... 278. And they still have not achieved fidelity then it stands to reason that they are still seeking that data. So perhaps the idea that this Dolores, this Christina that we're seeing, is a creation of Hale in order to somehow replicate her or infuse her into this world, even with the roommate and everything else, to push her towards the idea that she's got to get this data, right? To bring her to a to a certain amount of fidelity where they can extract the data. Yeah. So I still think, yeah, I still think that that original idea has some merit because the sublime still seems to exist. Bernard just got out of it. 
and they are trying to find fidelity with Caleb. I I kind of think that they are all in the. I got the impression that they, all three are in the Hoover Dam. They're all there yeah. together. They're not the same thing. I think right. maybe what Ash was trying to say is that it's possible that ha- that Hale isn't even trying for the for the sublime. Exactly. She's trying for the immortality project. Yeah, that's what She's I'm saying. She's looking yeah. for that section of the information Thank only. You doesn't care about the sublime yeah that's exactly that what right, i'm saying is that what you're trying to say exactly i know well, they're all the different sublime, things then. if you don't call it the sublime i'm with you but the sublime is different than that right but that's just semantics but for for what but i and Not i also never show, but i also that. never said that though i said that the data because this is all just data though yeah. it's like there's a hard drive and it has three separate things on it and but the sublime me and you is a separate data. thing. We get to go to yeah. the sublime. That's different. there's three folders in the hard drive, right? Exactly. Yep. I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, that's a little bit of a fucking oversimplification for me. But I get it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying. But, but so anyway. that's why I think I mean, look, in essence, in a storytelling sense, and we've said it before, it's like it's kind of a MacGuffin. We do yeah. know what it is, but it's really different people have wanted it for different reasons. And at mm-hmm. one point we were all trying to figure out just where the key was, right? Yeah. And it's Bernard. It's so, more of a choice yeah, than it's a, a storytelling device. That situation was my problem with what you were saying. It's like Bernard was clearly given the choice of staying there, right? Like so I took it as like everybody else is looking how to get there. I look at it as they can go there if they want, right? Like it's it's not like an accumulation of data that gets them there. These hosts can go there if they want. Bernard could have stayed there, but it's about picking the real world or what they consider to be real and, and so forth. So, yeah. But, but I think the door to the sublime was locked at the yeah. end of season two. Uh, Bernard yes. Bernard has the ability to connect with it, but I don't think other hosts can choose to go to the sublime, at least not not at this point. No, no. But, but they also are given the choice if Bernard is in the situation. Like, how Bernard is in the situation, they're given the choice how to live there or not. So, like, but I I would believe that Char- or, or Maeve would be put in a situation where she chose, like she chose before. We do see a reopening of it. So, a choice will be given again. I mean, it's pretty Possibly. much a metaphor for Heaven's Gates, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is it not? I mean, is this not just a big theological freaking MacGuffin? Like or... Axel or- said? Or for people, or, or for accepting the next stage of evolution, or yeah. you know whatever that, yeah. But Bernard doesn't look at it as evolution, right? He does not look at that as progress. But I think he look. I think him and somebody like me see themselves as the safeguards of that. They sacrifice themselves in order to protect that from being. Uh, you know, ever uh, abused or taken advantage of by uh, by well, you Catholic viewers. I was an altar boy forever, ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, 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 no. That makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Axel. Sorry about that. No, it's okay, pal. The, the show can be confusing, and I think that they have been purposefully vague about that and they just have different people mentioning the data and the data. And you're right, the yeah. sublime is a totally different thing. I'm just what I'm trying to say is it may be that Chaloris wants the immortality project data to complete whatever fucked up shit she's doing to control people. (laughs) At the same time, at the same time, though, she actually wants to leave the sublime alone because she's a host supremacist. And they are existing in their choice world. And as a host supremacist, she wants to keep that data safe. Right? Yeah. So, but she could also use the other, all the hat data and stuff to manipulate humans better. But she's, but what I'm saying, and what I'm saying is, She's done pretty well without it, hasn't she? Yeah. <laughs> like she took over the world. So that's why I'm trying to say like we're arguing all about this data and still it seems important. Yeah. But I wonder is it? I don't know. I'm just yeah. I, I guess because that's we the see thing. one person disregard it like and then we see that it is like you said very very prominent. Um so let's bring it to this cuz this is one of the final points. They don't dig up Caleb, but they dig up Maeve, right? What significance does this hold? Well, I mean, at, at that point, the ti- the timelines converged, right? So yes. this is now, we know that where Bernard and these guys have been searching is that 
old section of the park that either was abandoned, never developed, and that's where the explosion happened where Maeve and the man in black had their last stance. And so, you know, we, we don't find Caleb there because Caleb was killed as a human there. And the Caleb that we know now in the in the present timeline is a host that, you know, or, or has been, and he has been multiple hosts. He has been experimented on 270 sometimes. So what we were able to find here, the, the, uh, the only thing I'm wondering is that I'm wondering if right there where Maeve is buried, is there a iteration of the man in blackberry yes, there as well that's what i was wondering man yeah and they can flip him they're, 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 yeah yeah good point hmm? and that's the question that now let's get to the greatest question is the stinger at the end of season two happening right now and they're already did that and what that stinger is is bernard and them made a host version of his daughter and they're trying to get him to achieve fidelity so then they can turn him against whatever's going on. They're build. I really feel like we're getting a army building happening here. Teddy and Dolores are getting back together. We're getting maybe I just feel that that's brewing here, right? We're going to get a walk down the street in slow motion, right? <laughs> or a horse. Style, yeah. And then and yeah. then a freaking Wolf is going to go down the street, you know. Come on, man. I think we, I think we also saw why what Maeve is going to do. I think we saw it tonight when she controlled that tower in the basement. I think that Bernard is somehow going to learn, figure out how her to amplify it, and she has taken down that tower. Like Justin Even said, if it's only for a few moments. Yeah, it'll be enough to break people free. But uh, yeah, I liked it. I think that this is killing. I'm with Roberto on season three because that is a garbage pile, in my opinion. Um, but I don't think it's killing it because it's simply a garbage pile. I think this is a very good season so far. Uh, for some reason, episode one is my favorite so far. I think it's just because I was just back to form, you yeah, know, sentiment um, and recency biasy uh, comes into play here. But I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, the, this is a, a old school daily dvr cast that we have here we got roberto making his podcast uh slash youtube return we got andy the mind behind many brilliant theories who has been right about a lot of stuff and my co-host w axel foley heidi we miss you we will see you next sunday you're on vacation a well-deserved one and uh i'm gonna play us out if everybody just wants to say bye really quick and where they can find i will roll us out because i am hungry <laughs> You first, Roberto. I'll start off with Roberto Suarez. Right now, best place to find me is on the on the internets at Puerto Geekin. So go to Instagram and Twitter and those places, and you can find me there. Absolutely. Andrew? Um, I am Andy. Um, my Twitter is gopher, like G-O-P-H-E-R, 1977. Um, you can always find me on the Daily DVR Facebook page where I'm there all the time. And most importantly, Axel and I will be back every week with a deep dive that we usually release on Tuesday or Wednesday every week. So we will be recording that in a couple days. Yeah, absolutely. We're looking for that gopher's body still. We'll find it like Maeve. Um, <laughs> go ahead, Axel. Her face was kind of cracked too, wasn't it? It was like all it was kind of. She was. It's like, on screen. I got it on screen. Hold on. Yeah. Um, uh, you can find me at dvrpodcast.com. And uh, we're covering Westworld. And also, we're covering the end of Better Call Saul. We just did a great Ooh. interview with uh, uh, Jeremiah Bitsui, who plays Victor on Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. That was cool. And, uh, yeah, thank you, Justin, for taking care of all the production here tonight. We appreciate it, brother. You the man. All the YouTubeness. We love it. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank everybody for watching. And uh, we will see you next week. Peace.